0: As Joe Biden calls Republicans racist and flails aimlessly, pundits begin speculating about a Hillary Clinton 2024 run. Plus, the Federal Reserve Chairman announces the end of stimulus and inflation explodes. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Don't let big tech track what you do. Anonymize your web browsing at expressvpn.com. Slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First. Did you ever read that fine print that appears every time you start browsing in incognito mode? So you think incognito mode means that you are, you know, incognito. Wrong you are. That little notice says that your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school, or your ISP. Is that even incognito? To really stop people from seeing the sites you visit, you need to do what I do and use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop or a hotel, even at your parents' house, without ExpressVPN. Every site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network, and that's true even when you're in incognito modes. You really want a bunch of outsiders looking at what you do on the internet. What's more, your home internet provider can also see and record your browsing data and then sell that to advertisers. ExpressVPN stops all that. It's an app that encrypts all your network data, reroutes it through a network of secure servers so your private online activity stays just that private. I've been using ExpressVPN myself for years because, frankly, it's nobody's business what I'm using the internet to do. ExpressVPN works on all your devices. It is super easy to use. The app literally has one button. You tap it to connect, that's all. Now you're done. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Ben to learn more. Alrighty, so the big news of the day is that Joe Biden went down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal. Sorry, wrong reference. In any case, he went down to Georgia in an attempt to drive up his poll numbers, and it is a giant failure. The reason that he went down to Georgia looking to drive up his poll numbers is because Democrats have decided that the entire model for elections from now on is going to be driving out the black vote by shouting at black people that if they don't vote for Democrats, Republicans are going to put them back in chains. Now, this shouldn't be a shock because Joe Biden literally said that in 2012 about Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is the single most milk toast human being ever to have walked the earth. Mitt Romney is like the definite. He's like the oatmeal of human beings, not like the sweetened and saltened oatmeal, like the actual just instant oatmeal that you get from Quaker oats and you pour it into a bowl with water, not even whole milk. That's who Mitt Romney is. And everybody on the left treated him as anathema in 2012, up to and including Joe Biden, who suggested that he wanted to re-enslave black Americans. So this has been their pitch since 2012, essentially, is that we can win elections only if we scare black people into voting for us in outsized numbers. That was Joe Biden's pitch down in Georgia yesterday. To understand why he is doing that, you have to understand that everything Joe Biden touches turns to crap, every single thing. So he was handed the possibility for the greatest economic recovery in American history because we had artificially put the economy to sleep in March of 2020. And then it had begun to wake up by December of 2020 because the vaccines were coming, because people recognized that they were gonna be able to go back to work. And Joe Biden took office, with vaccines ready to go and a plan to distribute them ready to go. That should have been the end of the pandemic. Instead, it was not. He decided that he was going to artificially dump trillions more dollars into the economy for no apparent reason, heating up inflation. He decided that he was going to back the most insane lockdown advocates who are pushing for things like school closures. He was going to back people who are pushing for endless rounds of boosters before he could get back to work and vax mandates at work and all the rest of this. This is his fault. And now the Federal Reserve has announced that the economy no longer needs aggressive stimulus. Well, there's only one problem with this. If the Federal Reserve, through its loose monetary policy and Joe Biden's spending policy, created inflation, and meanwhile unemployment has gone down to like 3.9%, when they ratchet up the inflation, unemployment is likely to go up because usually those two things tend to work a little bit in tandem. When Paul Volcker, then the Federal Reserve chairman under Ronald Reagan, ratcheted up the interest rates in order to curb inflation, the unemployment rate went up pretty dramatically as well. And so Joe Biden can expect that to hit any time now. Okay, so yesterday, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, he called high inflation a severe threat to a full economic recovery. That's a bit of a sea change from five minutes ago when he was saying that it was a transitory problem. He said Tuesday, the central bank was preparing to raise interest rates because the economy no longer needs emergency support. In fact, he said, we are on an unsustainable debt path. We have spent way too much money and we can't just inflate our way out of that.
1: Sustainable path. Debt is not at an unsustainable level, but the path is unsustainable, meaning it's growing faster than the economy, meaningfully faster than the economy. We have to address that over time. We will address it over time. And the better way to do it is soon and to do it in good times. Start when the economy is strong and the taxes are rolling in. And that's, that's you know, I, since we don't do fiscal policy, but I will say that the sustainability of the debt is uh, is something we need to get back to.
0: OK, it's, it's hilarious that Jerome Powell, who was just appointed by Joe Biden to another term as Fed chair, he is saying directly the opposite of what Joe Biden has said. Joe Biden says that inflation can only be cured by Build Back Better and that the economy can only be helped by Build Back Better and that we don't have to worry about debts and deficits. And here's Jerome Powell saying, oh, yeah, we're going to ratchet down the inflation and also we can't spend more money. Well, he offered a few specifics. Powell said. But the central bank could begin to shrink its $8.8 trillion portfolio of bonds and other assets later this year. By the way, the Fed should not own $8.8 trillion in bonds and other assets. That's insane. It <laughs> that demonstrates how much money they pumped into the economy. Compared with a prior experience shrinking the portfolio last decade, the process now could run sooner and faster that much is clear, he said. We're gonna have to be both humble and a bit nimble. The Fed cut short-term interest rates to near zero, started buying bonds to lower long-term rates in 2020 as the COVID pandemic hit the United States economy, triggering financial market volatility in a deep short recession. He said, it's time for us to begin to move away from the emergency pandemic settings to a more normal level. It's a long road to normal from where we are. And Joe Biden has to know that because there are going to be some pretty severe consequences to that, at least in the short term. Now, Powell is right. This is stuff that we have to do. We have to raise the interest rates and we should not have spent a huge majority of the money that we've spent over the past couple of years keeping people at home. By the way, Joe Biden is now calling for trillions more in COVID spending, trillions more in COVID spending, which is insane. There's a reason his approval ratings are in the low 40s, high 30s at this point. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's Democratic Party is pushing Jerome Powell to use the inflationary power of the Federal Reserve to fight climate change. That's how out of touch Joe Biden's Democratic Party is. Here's Senator Elizabeth Warren with Jerome Powell yesterday.
1: The issue really is, can something from climate change arise to the level that would threaten the st- stability of the entire financial system? So that sounds like more in the, in the nature of, of uh, what you were reading, something in the nature of transition risk, where some unexpected corp- you know, business, government policy uh, change happens, which, which, which could potentially create disruption. Uh, well, the world is running out of time to deal with the climate crisis. And the Fed has an important role to play here. And I hope the Fed will step up.
0: They are so crazy. They're so crazy. So the Fed has created this inflationary spiral in tandem with the massive spending, bipartisan spending of 2020 and the massive spending binge that the Biden administration pushed in 2021. And Elizabeth Warren is like, what if we use the Federal Reserve to fight climate change? Okay, so again, all of this is to explain why Joe Biden is doing what he is doing politically. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, have you ever gone exclusive with somebody? It's a pretty big deal. I remember when I went exclusive with my wife very early on in our relationship, like a week in, and it was a a big deal for me. It was very exciting, almost as exciting as the fact that we at The Daily Wire are now exclusive with Good Ranchers, the 100% American meat company. Once we laid eyes on the steaks from Good Ranchers, it was hunger at first sight. They sell beef. That is 100% born, raised, harvested here in the United States. That is a big deal considering that 85% of the grass-fed beef sold in stores and online is imported from overseas. With Good Ranchers, you help support local American farms and ranches while getting steakhouse quality cuts delivered straight to your door. I've met the people who are in charge of Good Ranchers. Let me tell you, they are wonderful, great Americans. They win on quality, price, and mission. That's why we are excited to partner with them. They take good care of us. They'll take great care of you. They are feeding the daily wire and feeding the United States. Head on over to goodranchers.com slash Ben to get their biggest offer ever. That's 30 bucks off your first order plus free express shipping. Use code Ben at checkout or go to goodranchers.com slash Ben. Get 30 bucks off your box of delicious, unstoppably amazing American meat. Order today to get American meat delivered with Good Ranchers. Go check them out, goodranchers.com slash Ben for their best offer ever already. Meanwhile, again, Joe Biden is down in Georgia for no reason. And um, and he is there because he is failing. So yesterday, he was asked specifically how things were going on COVID. Now, let me give you a hint as to how things are going on COVID. Not great because the Democrats have refused to acknowledge reality, which is that Omicron, thank God, is not highly deadly. Okay, the, the New York Times is reporting today that Omicron, there's a new study out of California, and it repeats what we already knew about Omicron, which is that, again, Omicron is just not killing as many people on a comparative level as Delta, thank God. And according to the New York Times, not me, the New York Times, I always have to make these sorts of caveats because the fact is that YouTube and Facebook crack down on literally any statement that Omicron is not the end of the world or that the vaccines are are not preventing transmission. If you, if you, if you say that, you're very, very bad. If the New York Times says it, it's totally fine. If Scott Gottlieb from the FDA says it, it's totally fine. If Roshawalensky says it, it's totally fine. If I say it, it's really bad because that's the way all this nonsense works. Anyway, it's not me saying, I'm not saying that Omicron isn't that deadly. The New York Times is saying that. Quote, a new study of nearly 70,000 COVID patients in California demonstrates that Omicron causes less severe disease than other coronavirus variants. Results that align with similar findings from South Africa, Britain, and Denmark, as well as a host of experiments on animals. So some of us have been saying this since, you know, December late November, when those stats were available from South Africa, where it first cropped up. It is now the middle of January. So you guys are late on the ball here. Compared with Delta, Omicron infections were half as likely to send people to the hospital. Out of more than 52,000 Omicron patients identified from electronic medical records of Kaiser Permanente in Southern California, which is an excellent healthcare system, I know, because my wife used to work there. The researchers found not a single Omicron patient went on a ventilator during that time. Not one, not one. Dr. Lunard, an epidemiologist at UC Berkeley, says it's truly a viral factor that accounts for reduced severity. Despite the less severe uh, virulence of Omicron, U.S. hospitals are buckling under an influx of COVID cases. Dr. Lunard said this was the result of the variant spreading like wildfire. It is wildly transmissible and, according to Dr. Lunard, not particularly deadly. In recent weeks, Britain and several other countries have reported that Omicron has a lower risk of hospitalization when the variant hit the United States last month. Dr. Lunard and his colleagues began analyzing electronic healthcare records maintained by Kaiser Permanente, which served 4.7 million people. They analyzed almost 70,000 symptomatic patients who tested positive for COVID from November 30th to January 1st. Three quarters of the positive samples contained Omicron, the rest were Delta. The researchers followed the people who tested positive to see what happened to them. Compared with Delta, Omicron cut the risk of hospitalization in half. People who came to the hospital stayed for a much shorter period. The variant cut hospital stays by more than three days, a reduction of 70% compared with Delta. 14 of the Delta infected patients died. Only one Omicron patient did. So, um, yeah, I mean, some again, some of us have been saying this all along. Well, you might think that this combined with the fact that according to, again, not according to me because I'm not allowed to say it. If I say it, we get penalized on, on all the social media channels because they are hacked. But, so I'm just going to, Play Scott Gottlieb saying that cloth masks are ineffective against Omicron because this is Scott Gottlieb and it's okay, he's allowed. When Delta emerged and it was very clear that it wasn't spreading primarily through droplet transmission, but was more of an airborne virus, more like measles than like flu. Uh, we should have made a recommendation to people who need to protect themselves and who need to use a mask to protect themselves to seek out higher quality masks because a cloth mask isn't going to be protective. It might reduce their risk of transmitting the virus, which was the original reason why we recommended masks in the first place, for the, so that asymptomatic people wouldn't be transmitting the virus in public. But that cloth mask isn't going to be protective to you in terms of reducing your risk of contracting the infection if you're in a confined space where the infection circulating in the air. Okay, he said it. I didn't say it. But if you combine those two facts, one, well, three facts. One, Omicron is wildly transmissible. Two, according to the New York Times, Omicron is not nearly as deadly as Delta. And three, according to Scott Gottlieb of the FDA, the cloth masks aren't affected. By the way, not just Scott Gottlieb, Leanna Wen of CNN, and now Rochelle Walensky. When you combine all of that, what that should mean is the pandemic is over. Now, the pandemic has been over since the vaccines were available because now you have the ability to protect yourself at an extraordinarily high level. For all the people ripping on vaccines, vaccines, Again, according to the CDC, according to Rochelle Walensky, I'm just going to quote her, they are not effective in preventing transmission. However, they are extremely effective in preventing hospitalization and death, which means that you were able to protect yourself if you got the vaccines. So for months, really since February, March, we should have been going back to normal. But Joe Biden couldn't allow everybody to go back to normal because, again, he was going to, quote unquote, crush the virus, which was a thing he was incapable of doing. So. Right now, you have COVID hospitalizations hitting a new high. The seven-day average topped 140,000, surpassing last winter's peak. But a huge number of those people, according to the CDC, are people who are not being hospitalized from COVID. They're being hospitalized with COVID, meaning they're going to the hospital for other reasons, and then they're being diagnosed with COVID while they're there. I personally have friends who, by the way, are in hospitals right now, not with COVID, not from COVID, but they're being housed with COVID because they had COVID and it was ancillary to whatever else they had Going on. Now, the again, should this be like a, a huge deal? Is it overwhelming the healthcare system? The answer actually is no. It is not overwhelming the healthcare system. There aren't people who are going without ventilators. It's not like the risk was in March of 2020, for example. And nobody who's watching this thinks that it is. In fact, a large part of the problem in terms of healthcare resources is that we've created these massive vax mandates that have essentially lowered the number of beds available. I told, I told you about that yesterday from the Wall Street Journal. I mean, there are hospitals that are literally laying people off in the middle of a pandemic because those people have natural immunity but are unvaxxed, for example. But because the hospitals are filling up and because a huge number of people are being diagnosed every single day, the Biden administration has no actual plan. And so their new plan is that they're going to be recommending better masks against Omicron. Good luck with that, gang. Seriously, good luck with N95-ing your 12-year-old good luck with that. According to the Washington Post, the Center for Disease Control is considering updating its mask guidance to recommend that people opt for the highly protective N95 or KN95 masks worn by health healthcare personnel if they can do so consistently. While the highly transmissible Omicron variant spring record levels of infections and hospitalizations, experts have repeatedly urged the Biden administration to recommend the better quality masks rather than cloth coverings to protect against an airborne virus and to underscore the importance of masking. The official said the agency is currently actively looking to update his recommendations for KN95 and N95 masks in light of Omicron. We know these masks provide better filtration. So um, the answer is going to be from the American people. That's a big no. I'm not putting my, my kid in an N95 mask. That's insane. You people are crazy. You're crazy. Everybody is going to get Omicron because you can't live in a KN95 mask the rest of your life. Everybody's going to get this. Everybody's going to be okay if you are vaccinated or if you have natural immunity. And if you have neither natural immunity nor vaccination, then you are in a certain amount of danger that is far lower than the amount of danger that Delta provided. But again, the the Biden administration has put itself in a box of its own making. It can't get out of this. And this is why you see videos of kids sitting outside in Virginia in 24 degree weather, 24 degree weather, eating lunch outside on the ground in 24 degree weather to prevent transmission of a virus that will kill zero of these children.
2: Outside, in hats and coats and gloves, it is twenty-four degrees outside. Twenty-four degrees. <laughs> this is absolutely
0: unacceptable. Unacceptable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Two of those kids are going to die of hypothermia. Going to be out there shivering. Please, Madam, I go inside. No, you might get Omicron. But I'm, but I'm freezing. My little hands. Oh. They're turning blue. Shut up. You might give Omicron to your classmate. But my classmate would be fine. Shut up. Oh, my leg. Oh, it's so cold. <laughs> Something out of Charles Dickens at this point. This is so absurd. It's so absurd. Ups- but the good news, according to Joe Biden, we're on the right track. He's saying that. I, and, uh, by the way, I do love it that every time Joe Biden comes within five feet of another human being, he pulls down his mask. I'm not sure he understands how this concept works. So he's got the mask is around his chin. He's two feet away from another human. Yeah, man. Yeah, this guy's with us.
2: I am concerned about the pandemic just because it's worldwide. It's not slowing up very much. And uh, thank God, what we've been able to do is I'm able to, this stupid, I mean, I've been able to uh, generate significant federal help in terms of folks both coming into the hospitals, and administering all the help that these states need. That's what we're doing now. But I'm confident we're on the right track.
0: Are you confident we're on the right track? And then he just walks away. No questions. Catch you later. By the way, he did take the mask all the way off. Presumably, he put it back on on the way to the helicopter in the middle of the field because he is not a bright human. And like it, it is incredible to me that people somehow consider Joe Biden bright. Uh, it's just it's beyond it's beyond reason. I, I don't understand it. He has never been the brightest egg in the Senate. No one ever thought that he was. It was Barack Obama who once who once suggested that Joe Biden never underestimate Joe's ability to F things up like that. That is who Joe Biden is. And then we elected that guy president and the American people decided we need this dotard to be president of the United States. Man, we deserve whatever we get from these people. It is it is just incredible. Meanwhile, Joe Biden continues to rely on Anthony Fauci, the least trusted public servant in America. Anthony Fauci, to whom votive candles were lit, despite the fact that he has screwed up every element of this pandemic response from his perch at the NIAID. So, in an interview yesterday, he suggested that he is not a political person. Again, I just have a question: Isn't that a picture of Anthony Fauci behind Anthony Fauci? Am I is that is that correct? It, it, does it, does he have a room in his house where there's not a picture of Anthony Fauci behind Anthony Fauci? <laughs> It's wild, man. It's so wild. Everything is a parody. Everything is a, is an Ianucci parody movie at this point. We can only have public servants who serve the public so much that they have pictures of themselves behind them while they speak in camera about themselves. So much public service going on. He says he's not a political person, does Anthony Fauci. I
3: wish we could reset this and say, you have your political differences. I'm not a political person. You know that. for You know me for decades. Zero political interest. But maybe we could put the political stuff aside and say, well, if we want to fight politically, let's end this outbreak first. Get back to normal life and then go back to our political ideologies.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Also, uh, he uh, he then spent the, the rest of the day in front of the Senate just doing lapdog service on behalf of the Biden administration. So he says he thinks Biden's done a very good job on COVID. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, d- does that very good job involve more deaths in 2021 than it did in 2020 with the vaccines available? What, what, what kind of, um, what kind of good job would we be discussing here, Doctor Fauci? Here we go.
3: I think, given the circumstances that we're in right now, I believe he's done a very good job. I really do. This, this is an extraordinary virus, the likes of which we have not seen even close to in well over 100 years. It is a very wily virus. It has fooled everybody all the time from the time it first came in to Delta to now Omicron. Very unpredictable. And we're doing the best we possibly
0: can. In no way has this been unpredictable. Seriously, in no way has this been unpredictable. Every step of the way, it's gotten more transmissible and less deadly. That is the predictable pathway for viruses throughout history. But that, that's the guy that Joe Biden has chosen to trust, saying that things are going extremely well. By the way, Dr. Fauci then got in another fight with Rand Paul. Rand Paul, of course, was correct. Dr. Fauci was wrong. And uh, so Dr. Fauci decided to blame Rand Paul for his own problems. Here is a bit of that. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do. Is He said in front of this
2: committee... You think your takedown that, of three I was, prominent I was epidemiologists a, was not political? You, you don't want me that to finish,
3: you know what I'm going to say. Senator, that was the question. Senator,
2: Were you political we in taking this, down these three point,
3: prominent epidemiologists? Senator
2: Paul, if you would please...
3: What happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there, and I have life, threats upon my life... Harassments of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because people
0: are lying about me. No one is lying that Anthony Fauci and other members of the upper echelon of the health administration actively targeted the authors of the Great Barrington Declaration and tried to call them nuts for disagreeing on their policies with regard to the pandemic. Anthony Fauci, great, great public servant, terrific public servant. Okay, so here is the thing. All of this leads to a simple fact. Joe Biden is failing. He is flailing. He's in serious trouble. And his response is going to be, Republicans hate black people. As always, this is the go-to Democratic response. We'll get to that in just one second. First, I'm thrilled to announce an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. As you already know, my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download that free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Shapiro. Get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents. Cash back. Do not pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code Shapiro. Get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your very first tank of gas. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred bucks a month in cash back. There is no catch. The cash back gets added directly to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free. Get Upside app. Use promo code Shapiro. Get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your very first tank of gas. That is promo code Shapiro when you get that free Get Upside app. If you could be saving money on gas like today, why exactly would you not be doing so? Head on over to the App Store or Google Play. Pick up that free Get Upside app. Use promo code Shapiro. Get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank and 25 cents per gallon after that. Okay, so all of this leads up to the simple fact that Joe Biden is in trouble. And so he is going to go back to the well. And that well... For Democrats, as always, is everyone who opposes me is a vicious racist. Now, this worked better for Barack Obama because he was the first black president. Joe Biden is whiter than the backside of the sheet of paper I'm currently holding up. Joe Biden is one of the whitest people in America. He's an 80-year-old white man who is now, uh, who, by the way, served in the Senate with people like George Wallace and talked about how he had been praised by people like George Wallace in the 70s. Not kidding. so, So Joe Biden goes down to Georgia. And he decides that he is going to rant and rave about how Republicans are trying to steal elections. Now, I have to say, this is truly incredible. It really is. So we've been hearing since November of 2020 that it was the quote unquote big lie, right? This is The media have, have used the term big lie to apply to Donald Trump's contention that the 2020 election was stolen. I don't believe that Donald Trump won the election or that Joe Biden lost the, won the election on the basis of electoral fraud. I think there are a lot of things in the election that were extremely corrupt. I think that the Rejiggering of election law in Pennsylvania, contrary to the Pennsylvania state constitution, was corrupt. I think in any election with 155 million votes, you're going to get some voter fraud. I think that the media lied. I think the media prevaricated. I think they covered up for Joe Biden's failures. I think that they printed overt falsehoods about Donald Trump. I think all of that can be true. And I still think that the 2020 election was not, quote unquote, stolen in the way that Donald Trump means it was stolen. The media, however, labeled that the big lie. Now, the reason they used the term big lie. It is amazing. The same media that will say you can never make a Holocaust comparison. A contention with with which I generally agree, they're consistently making Holocaust language comparisons. When they say the big lie, what they mean is like Hitler's big lie. And they, they are implicitly comparing the two. There is no question that's what they are doing. In the same way that when they call you a climate change denier, they're essentially trying to hijack the language of Holocaust denial. That is the goal. The goal is to take some of the most charged language with regard to human communication, and then to slide it into all of the American political domestic talk. So Donald Trump was engaged in the big lie over November of 2020. Well, I have a question. If it was a big lie for Donald Trump to say that the election of 2020 was stolen through voter fraud, what would you say if I told you that the Democrats are now contending that every election for the rest of time is about to be stolen by Republicans? That's what they're contending. They're now contending that if the Republicans are not stopped, they will steal every election for the rest of time, which implicitly means that if Republicans win, Democrats are going to challenge the results of the election, saying that the election was stolen. I know that we're supposed to pretend this is only a one sided thing. It is not a one sided thing. Stacey Abrams from Georgia contended that the election for governor a few years back was stolen from her, even though she lost by 50,000 votes. That is not Donald Trump's 12,000 votes in Georgia. That's four times the margin, 50,000 thousand votes she lost by in Georgia. And she still contended that the election was stolen from her. And this has become part and parcel of the Democratic playbook in 2020. I know that we're supposed to just erase the history prior to November of 2020 of the election. But you will recall that it was Democrats who were claiming pretty openly that if Donald Trump won, it was because he cheated. In fact, post 2016, Democrats claimed for four years that Donald Trump won because he cheated. So now the new big lie. Okay, if we're going to call it the big lie that Republicans lost the election of 2020 at the presidential level, because of voter fraud, I'm going to say it's the biggest lie to say that every election for the rest of time will be stolen by Republicans unless Joe Biden gets to completely rewrite election law in the United States from the federal level. That is the biggest lie. You can't imagine a bigger lie. What would the bigger lie be? Really, if I say that one election was stolen and that's untrue, and then you say all elections I lose are stolen, all of them, which one is the bigger lie? And yet the media has no problem whatsoever just trotting out Joe Biden's propagandistic bullcrap. It's unreal. There is less evidence that voter suppression is a massive problem in the United States, far less evidence that voter suppression is a problem in the United States than that there is some element of voter fraud in elections. Voter fraud is a minor issue as, as far as percentages of the total vote. And voter suppression is a non-issue because it is a federal crime to suppress the vote, to stop people actively from voting. You can't do that. So what the hell are they talking about? But this is the pitch. And the pitch really is to black Americans If you don't stop the Republicans, the Republicans are going to stop you from voting. And we're going to go right back to Jim Crow. Joe Biden, by the way, is not being subtle about this. Joe Biden has been saying for a year at this point that Republicans are pursuing a new Jim Crow in the South, which is patently insane. There's currently a black Democratic senator from the state of Georgia. Stacey Abrams is a real contender to be governor of Georgia after being a, a terrible politician for the past several years with regard to the lies that she has told. Joe Biden he, he's constantly bragging about the election results. And then it, it, it's so, it, it is wild. I mean, on the same, at the same time, you have Republicans, many Republicans who are like, yeah, the election of 2020 was stolen. Sure, I got elected to a seat in Congress in that same election, but the election was stolen. Joe Biden does the exact same thing. He's like, I won the election of 2020, but but voter suppression is a real thing. Barack Obama won the elections of 2008, 2012, but voter suppression is a real threat. And what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Again, the idea is everyone who opposes Joe Biden is a vicious racist. Now, here's the thing. Nobody actually believes this. There's polling out from Morning Consult today. And uh, and Morning Consult polling shows that Americans literally do not care about any of the issues Joe Biden is talking about. He's not talking to anybody except his base. And in fact, even members of his base are not willing to, to hear this because they understand that this is incredibly stupid. So Stacey Abrams actually skipped Joe Biden's speech in Georgia last night. She just skipped it. She was like, nope. An aid for Abrams told the New York Times she was unable to attend the event in Atlanta. Despite her absence, Abrams expressed support for the event, welcoming Biden back to Georgia on Twitter. Yeah, there's a reason she didn't show up. And maybe it has to do with the fact that Joe Biden is a 30% approval president in the state of Georgia. And any attachment to Joe Biden kills her in the state of Georgia. Joe Biden had some words about this. Uh, he says that it was a scheduling mix up. Yeah, Joe, uh, that, that's what, when, when she refuses to go on a second date with you, it's it's definitely the scheduling mix up, not the fact that she doesn't want to go on a date with you. Probably here's here's Joe Biden.
2: I spoke with Stacey this morning. It's a great relationship. We got our scheduling mixed up. I'm going to be. I talked with her at length this morning. We're all on the same page, and uh,
0: everything's fine. And um and yeah, by the way, the mask is down again as always. The minute that he gets in front of human beings within five feet, he takes the mask down because he is a doddering old fool. Okay, so then on to the event. So, the event itself is morally egregious. I mean, truly morally egregious, really disgusting. If you're going to label people on the other side of the aisle actual black hating Confederates, you might want some evidence other than Georgia got rid of some of the drop boxes that were temporarily set up for COVID times. You might want to get rid, uh, you might want to provide some evidence other than Georgia's election law, which passed a few months back and is apparently less strict than Delaware election law. But again, this is all it's, all, it's the biggest lie. The biggest lie. All elections will be stolen if you don't allow me to steal elections, is Joe, Biden's, is Joe Biden's pitch. Okay, so Vice President Kamala Harris, she let off. He's just dragging her around at this point, trying to make Kamala Harris a thing. You're never making Fetch a thing, man. It is not happening. Fetch will not be a thing. And she is terrible. She's just awful at this. I don't know why he bothers trying to trot her out at this point, as we will see. Nobody else takes Kamala Harris seriously. Like how not seriously is Kamala Harris being taken? If Joe Biden were to keel over before the 2020 election, before the 2024 election, Democrats have somebody else in mind already. Anyway, here is Kamala Harris making the absurdly stupid claim that uh, GOP anti-voter laws are going to disenfranchise 55 million people, pulling this number directly out of her ass.
3: Across our nation, anti-voter laws... Could make it more difficult for as many as 55 million Americans to vote. That is one out of six people in our country.
0: Um, I, I would like some evidence that 55 million people are not going to vote because Republicans say you have to show voter ID, like some evidence that would be great. OK, then Joe Biden gets up there. And again, he's making a pitch on an issue no one cares about. No one cares about this. No one. The entire shtick here is, can I scare black people into voting for me, despite the fact I'm a crappy president? By the way, I, I will tell you that the new inflation stats are out. Again, the reason he's doing this is because he is dead in the water come 2022. and He's got real problems come 2024, aside from his own health, which obviously is not good. Now, according to the, the brand new numbers from the U.S. government, inflation climbed to 7% In December, 7% on an annualized basis. That is the highest level since 1982. December was the eighth month that inflation has been at 5% or higher. That was driven by shelter, used cars, and food. Energy actually fell slightly. Uh, Amazing, amazing stuff. So Joe Biden, he's, again, can he scare enough black people into voting for him by shouting that his opponents are Jefferson Davis Confederates? He starts by saying, we're calling on Congress to get this done. Okay, here's the problem, dude. Congress is controlled by your party, you. You have 50 votes in the Senate. You have an, You have a majority in the House. You are the president of the United States. You can't get people to sign off on killing the filibuster for your ridiculously usurpacious voting law because no one backs it. And here's Joe Biden trying to run against the Congress he controls.
2: Today... We call on Congress to get done what history will judge. Pass the Freedom to Vote
0: Act. As old man shouts at clouds. We call on Congress to pass the Freedom to Vote Act. Okay, then he gets even better. Then he suggests that anyone who doesn't back his proposal to kill the filibuster, which until five minutes ago, Democrats were in love with. In fact, before the Democrats took the Senate, the Democrats used the filibuster about a couple hundred times a year against Republican legislation. Anyway, here's Joe Biden saying that anyone who disagrees with him on this bill is on the side of George Wallace. Again, he served with George Wallace in the Senate, and uh, he used to brag about their relationship. Bull Connor and Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis. That's right. If you don't back his proposal to federalize all election procedure, federalize ballot harvesting, force the federal government to overlook every redistricting scheme in the United States, If you don't support all of that, you are on the side of people who actively enslaved black people in the United States and then fought a war ending with the death of three quarters of a million Americans in order to preserve slavery. You're on the side of those people. If you don't back this old white man who actually remembers the Civil War, it is unclear which side Joe Biden fought on at the time. Here is Joe Biden.
2: I ask every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide.
0: This is the moment to decide. I I feel like the the decision as to whether to be on the side of George Wallace or Martin Luther King was like 1968. And we came down on the side as a, country of martin luther king and and when it came to john lewis versus bull connor i feel like that decision was made also in that period and we came down on the side of of john lewis and i feel like the decision about abraham lincoln versus jefferson davis that decision came down circa about 1865 so i'm not sure what he's talking about he's not sure what he's talking about all he knows is if he can yell at black people maybe those black people will go vote for an old white man and his friends it's truly incredible I don't know what he thinks his electoral strategy here is broadly speaking, except he just keeps doubling down on stupid. They just keep doubling down on stupid. It's incredible. Joe Biden finishes up by saying Trump and the GOP want to disenfranchise anyone who votes against them. So, again, this is a huge lie. This is a huge lie. The media won't call it out. But it is, in fact, the biggest lie that if Republicans win in the future, it must be because they disenfranchise millions of people.
2: The goal of the former president's allies is to disenfranchise anyone who votes against them. Simple as that. The facts won't matter. Your vote won't matter. They'll just decide what they want and then do it.
0: Okay, so that guy is a giant fail of a human. I mean, I, I mean, he's an immoral human being. If, you, if your job is that you go out there and you suggest that your political opponents are vicious, brutal, slave, pro-slavery racists because they oppose you, on your Voting Procedures Act in 2021. I don't know what to say about you other than you are acting deeply immorally. And Joe Biden is an immoral, dirty, scummy politician. He really, really is. I know we're supposed to pretend that he's pure as the driven snow while his son is running around the world picking up bags of cash thanks to his last name and admitting it on national television. I know we're supposed to pretend that this dullard is somehow an intelligent human being after riding Barack Obama's coattails to fame, being plucked from obscurity, specifically because he was an older white gentleman. Hey, I- I know we're supposed to pretend that this person whose sole legislative accomplishment his entire career was the 1994 crime bill which he then ran directly away from in the last election cycle in order to pander to the woke base. But he is a dirty, immoral, scummy politician, period. And what he is doing right now is dirty, immoral, and scummy. I know we're supposed to pretend that he didn't say about, again, I'm never gonna get over this. I will not get over the fact that he suggested that Mitt Romney wanted to re-enslave black people. I'm never gonna get over that fact. That, that, that is like saying that Mother Teresa was very, very interested in promoting prostitution. Like, what are you talking about? What are you even saying right now? Mitt Romney. Who's even saying that about like Donald Trump? He's saying that Mitt Romney. This guy has no limits. He's a congenital liar. He is immoral. And, 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 the, and the media refused to call him out because there's lapdogs. It's unreal. Okay, but, but, people are starting to see down the road. And what they realize is that the the doddering elderlies who currently run the Democratic Party? Uh, they are they are in trouble, and so someone has a solution. Wait until wait until you hear this. This is pretty wild. We'll get to that in just one second. First, if somebody relies on your financial support, then you really should get life insurance. I mean, let's say that you are the captain of a whaling ship, and you become obsessed obsessed with going after a whale that took your leg, and so you lead a pack of men on this ship into the middle of the ocean. And you get into a knockdown, drag out brawl with this giant white whale. Well, as you sink your harpoon into the whale and that whale drags you out to sea, you might be thinking to yourself, number one, this is a bad move. And number two, I probably should have gotten life insurance for Mrs. Ahab. Well, if that's you, you should have checked out policygenius.com Shapiro. You can answer a few questions about yourself in minutes. You can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Their licensed experts will help you understand your options and apply for a policy. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you are covered. Policy Genius does not add on extra fees. They don't sell your information to third parties. They have thousands of five-star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. There's a reason that Policy Genius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance, placed $120 billion in coverage since 2014 alone. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro, get your free life insurance quotes, see how much you could save righty, we're going to get to the Democratic backup plan in a second, because it's really, really funny. First, as everybody now knows, The Daily Wire is rapidly expanding into entertainment. Man, I cannot wait to bring you the news about all the stuff we're going to do. But here's the thing. You can be a part of it. We are searching right now for a Council of Business and Legal Affairs to join our legal team in Nashville as our in-house legal expert on the film and TV industry. The Council of Business and Legal Affairs will manage all the legal aspects of the Daily Wire's entertainment content, including development, acquisition, production, and finance, as well as production legal and intellectual property work for all Daily Wire shows. We need somebody with eight plus years of experience in the film and TV industry. This is a perfect opportunity for an entertainment lawyer who's ready to get out of Hollywood's woke group thing. To apply for that opening and to view a full list of our current openings at Daily Wire, please visit dailywire.com careers. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So if you are a Democrat and you're looking at the future of the Democratic Party, what you have on your hands is a disaster area. You have in the House of Representatives, an elderly woman, Nancy Pelosi, 80 years old, whose eyebrows have now receded all the way to the back of her head and her face has ceased to move. She looks exactly like the the doll Cheeto from Life in Pieces at this point and her brain works similarly. You have a president of the United States who is no longer with us. He's not been with us for quite some time. Every so often somebody pulls the string on his back and out come a series of sounds that seem to mimic words and mostly say things about how his political opponents are racist. You pull the string, he goes, he goes, oh, that is racist. Jefferson Davis, oh, oh, yeah, they got that guy. And then backing that guy up, you have Kamala Harris, his affirmative action pick, not my take, his take. He specifically said he was searching for a black woman. So if I point out that he was searching for a black woman and found one, that's not controversial. That's just a simple fact. He was searching for a black woman. He found one. The problem is she's very, very bad at this. A woman so bad at this that every time she is asked anything remotely approaching a difficult question, she breaks into a bizarre cackle like Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. <laughs> OK, so if you're a Democrat and you're looking forward to the future, maybe you look to that younger cadre, right? And So what exactly is the younger cadre? Well, Kamala is younger and she's terrible. Then you got Pete Buttigieg, whose entire pitch for being president of the United States is that he's into dudes. That's literally his entire pitch. He's a failed mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He was not good at being mayor. He ran statewide. He lost, and then he ran for president and he lost, and now he's the secretary of transportation in the middle of a vast supply chain crisis. And he took two months off and no one noticed for paternity leave, where no one had suffered a physical injury, and um and that's the guy where they're like he should probably be president mainly because he's gay. Because let's face it, if people to judge were not gay, no one would even be known to know his name. I mean, it is it is that simple. So, the Democrats are going back to the drawing board, and some are suggesting. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. They're going to go back to Hillary Clinton. Dun, da, da, dun, dun. <laughs> Okay, okay, guys, this is the well that you're going back to. By the way, here is the hilarious thing about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is past her prime, right? Hillary Clinton is way past her prime. Hillary Clinton is, wait for it, how old is she? Hillary Clinton is 74 years old. Donald Trump is 75 years old. Joe Biden will be 80 years old, running for re-election. Okay, so Hillary Clinton is a spring chicken compared to all of the above. Joe Biden is 79 years old right now. Okay, this means, if I get my math right, that he will be 81 years old running for president of the United States next time around. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, does it make sense that a single company controls 90% of all internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Big tech is more powerful than most countries and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between you and your online activity and the people who exploit that online activity. That's why I use ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, Video you watch or message you send gets tracked and data mined, but when you run ExpressVPN on your device, their software hides your IP address. This is something big tech can use to personally identify you, so ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. ExpressVPN does all of that without slowing your connection. What I like most about ExpressVPN, it's really easy to use. Download that app on your computer or phone, tap one button, you are now protected. So, Stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. That's expressvp slash Ben. Get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash Ben right now to learn more. On the other side of the aisle, you got Donald Trump, who's widely perceived to be uh, wanting to run for re-election. Donald Trump will be 77 to 78 years old by the time that he runs for president again. Hillary Clinton will be 76 years old. So by, the, by comparison... She is basically like one of the kids from Greece. Okay, so according to to Douglas Shane and Andrew Stein, writing for the Wall Street Journal, perhaps, perhaps Hillary Clinton should make a comeback. By the way, there's nothing Hillary Clinton would love better than this. She's already, they say, in an advantageous position to become the 2024 Democratic nominee. She's an experienced national figure who is younger than Biden and can offer a different approach from the disorganized and unpopular one the party is currently taking. Can she, though? Also, is she that much younger? You're basically moving from, the, from, the, from hospice to the assisted living facility to search for your candidates at this point. If Democrats lose control of Congress in 2022, Clinton can use the party's loss as a basis to run for president again, enabling her to claim the title of change candidate. Yeah, good luck with that. Based on her latest public statements, it's clear Clinton not only recognizes her position as a potential frontrunner, but also is setting up a process to help her decide whether or not to run for president again. She recently warned of the electoral consequences in the 2022 midterms if the Democratic Party continues to align itself with its progressive wing and urged Democrats to reject far-left positions isolating key segments of the electorate. Clinton took a veiled jab at the Biden administration. She said, it means nothing if we don't have a Congress that will get things done, and we don't have a White House that we can count on to be sane and sober and stable and productive. Even Bill Clinton is setting the stage for his wife's potential 2024 candidacy, referring to her in an interview with People as, quote, the most qualified person to run for office in my lifetime, including me, adding that not electing her in 2016 was one of the most profound mistakes we ever made. We can infer based on these recent remarks that Mrs. Clinton would seize the opportunity to run for president again. What are the odds an opportunity will arise? Well, Biden's overall job approval rating is 40%. His rating on issues including the economy and jobs is 38%. Taxes and government spending 33%. Barring a major course correction, some Democrats will lose important House and Senate races in 2022. Hillary Clinton remains ambitious, outspoken, and convinced that if not for FBI Director James Comey's intervention in Russian interference, she would have won 2016. So, man, 2024 grudge match, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. It's just what America deserves. Yeah, man. Go for it, guys. This is the best you can do. Whew. Yeah, our country might be in some trouble here. All righty. We'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Knowles Show. In today's show, he discusses USA Today, trying to normalize pedophilia. You can hear more details about that story over on Michael's show that is available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our production manager is Pavel Wydowski. Associate producer, Bradford Carrington. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022.
1: Joe Biden demands Democrats rewrite our election laws. Ted Cruz corners the FBI on its involvement in the Capitol riot. And USA Today tries to normalize pedophilia. Check it
0: out on The Michael Knowles Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First.